0: G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our season finale of 2021. Michael, it has been a long five, six months.
1: Has it been? It has been very fulfilling and the end of our season five. Yes. Yes. So we've been at it for a few years now. Oh, wow,
0: that is actually season five. It's a long <laughs> time. Anyone who's listened from season five onwards, we do apologize. Yeah, um, yes, exactly. <laughs> but some if, sort of counseling will be involved. Yeah, true. But um, <laughs> for the new listeners we've had this, is, this year, welcome aboard. We hope you've enjoyed this ride. And um, let's crack right into it, Michael. Now, before mm. we look really far back at the season, which we like to do in this one, Let's look a bit more recently because, look, Eurovision wasn't quite
1: over. We had the live on tape over this weekend, didn't we? We certainly did. We had the Eurovision Song Celebration as it was branded, or live on tape vision, as I call it. So we got to see, uh, what was it, 37 of the 39 performances (laughs) and what they sent as their backup. Um, Let's quickly touch on the two that didn't go. Thoughts, Dale?
0: Look, all I think, I have no issue with the artists not wanting to put forward something they didn't feel comfortable with because, look, they did come last in the grand final. They did come last in the semifinal. That was UK and Ireland. Mm-hmm. I do think, however, it does show that those um, delegations seem to be one of the more risk averse. Delegations. Maybe Ireland a bit different this year with the staging, but generally they're always worried about what other people are going to think, or fans, what people at home are going to think. And I think that played into the decision
1: here. And that's a worrying stand long term. It is an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, you've already come last. How bad could it be? And now we're all left thinking, well, obviously it was bad, because that's what your mind goes to. Of course, yeah. Look, ultimately, it tells me neither of those broadcasters could produce three minutes of television that weren't going to get slated. So, again, sack them, start again. (laughs) That's my own personal opinion. Like... Sorry. Well, bun. look, something's got to definitely change there if you
0: can't put that forward. But let's look at the positives. Some people hmm. really brought in this live on tape. Can I just start with Ukraine? Oh, my God. Their live on tape was so good, it almost made me give them 12 points ahead of Italy. <laughs> and I actually think if it was a backup vision this year, yep. that they probably
1: would have won the tally vote. It was amazing. It was fantastic. And again, it was what we saw from a lot of the delegations. Some people had fully formed concepts in March, which they refined coming through to May. Others probably were just, just playing it by ear and um, obviously Ukraine and a couple of others had a very fully formed vision if it was just held on those performances I think Ukraine would have won the Televert
0: yeah look I think Italy did a great job of doing rock in a TV studio mm. and their concept was definitely there it was pretty much the whole thing just in a TV studio uh, Cyprus is good Bulgaria brought virtually everything they had mm. including that giant stone there were so many really well thought out ones Cyprus was good while you, you saw someone like a Malta who looked completely different than their grand final and tells me they really hadn't worked it all out. And
1: we're we'll really focused maybe in other areas. Yes. It was interesting. Those who had national finals, obviously, you know, it was cheaper and more um, smarter to just do the national final staging, everything you don't have to reset up. Um, I was more interested in those who didn't have that opportunity, and I was really impressed with some of the others. And you're right, people like Bulgaria, I thought, had a fully formed concept going in. Um, and also, I'm going to chuck it out there, I thought Australia was fantastic, and I thought Australia was probably one of the top 10 people performances.
0: Yeah, we've got to touch on Australia because I think the more and more we saw the videos, it just showed how good the package was that we put forward that actually felt like it belonged in that semi final. Because I would say the majority of those backup vision tapes things didn't, would have stood out really badly if they were played i mm-hmm. uh, look at you Iceland thank God you had rehearsal footage that's yes. all I can say yeah. so really proud of what we put forward there and you going to you kind of go what well, could have been if she was live but then maybe it wouldn't have been as good because there might have been a bigger
1: stage <laughs> to work with because some people did better on a small stage I mean the good thing about this weekend is ultimately we're comparing apples to apples yes. everybody was on the same footing so I thought Australia stood out I thought they were really really good
0: and the last one I want to talk about Michael Poland <laughs> he was amazing how good was Rafael? how did he get off the rails so badly (laughs) I think he just got a bit um, overexcited and started going for notes he really shouldn't have gone for in uh, Rotterdam but look Live on tape. It was great to see it yes. and thankful that we got to see all that. Oh, long may it rain. Can we keep doing this, please? Oh, I don't know if they will. Well, maybe in the COVID <laughs> era they may for a while. But mm. And look, the only other thing we want to talk about from the the Eurovision Song Contest of this year, because we've gone over the contest. we all are very happy Italy won here, particularly myself. But let's talk about the impact this has happened on the charts across the world. We're seeing Zitia Borne like chart worldwide and global as well as Shum from Go A. Um, Zitia Borne has come in 17 in the UK charts. People have really gone for these Eurovision songs. Even in Australia the Spotify viral charts has 17 Eurovision songs including Italy at number one, Ukraine at number two. This
1: is this is crazy. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, obviously, there's not a lot of live music performance going on around the world. Um, so I think there's been an impact there. And I'm not going to understate the impact of the Eurovision movie that came out last year. That certainly put it on the you know consciousness of a yes, lot of people. True, true. So at least it's there. So, yeah, look, great to see. And um, I think personally, Manuskin winning is going to, it's almost a pivotal moment this is we're going to see a lot of good bands and artists say so yeah i want to be a part of it
0: Yeah, for sure. I think it's a 2003 moment. Mm. And also, I think it's a bit of a gateway drug in a way because people will want to listen to this winner and go, wow, that was really good. Let me listen to the rest of the Eurovision songs. Mm. And I think that's why you're seeing so many in the viral. Totally. It's like, okay, so who won? But what came second? What came third? What came fourth? And I kind of feel if voila, had won. We may not be seeing the same impact. So super important for the contest that
1: we love so much. I will agree with that.
0: All right. Well, look, it's not all about the main contest, Michael. Look, basically most of the year. What are we talking about, Michael? Uh, It's the National Finals. All right. Well, let's have a look back at National Finals 2021. the season but let's go back to where it all started it was december it was summer in australia but by god it was cold winter over in albania let's listen to something from festivalia Kungus. All right. Well, that was Ines Naziri with a pendes. Didn't make the tom, top three of FIC. Was Out, going. Outrageous. Oh, I know. I mean, it was going as a major favorite, as a favorite of ours. We started the year with a bit of controversy there. She didn't even show up to the results
1: show. I know. I love that. <laughs> but overall. Um, Do you think she should have won, and do you think it was a good show? Look, I mean, it was an amazing show. Obviously, it was right in the middle of a pandemic for the poor Albanians. We had outdoor performances in the middle of December. The poor buggers. Anyone that could even get through a song without freezing to death, uh, you kind of got some points from me. Look, it was an interesting one. I mean, I love fic. It's just so different, and it, it just brings up so many surprises. We saw this year... They were struggling. There was even a fluid schedule. We didn't even know when it was gonna be shown a week out. That's how, you know, on the fly this was happening. So for it to come together and produce the show it did, I thought it did a fantastic job.
0: Yeah, I think we forget, even though we had that COVID kind of stuff with the Mm -hmm. positive cases, but we had this amazing show in Rotterdam, Remember how much the pandemic affected things this year, yep. and Albania was a perfect example. They were outside. You could see the breath <laughs> that know. they were doing and look, I do think Ines was definitely robbed of a really important victory there but Ange, you know Angela 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 i don't know there 's always an ex that always gets me confused in albania <laughs> um, she was she also performed an amazing yeah. um, thing and she d- did really well and made the final for Albania again. And I think there is something there. thick has been really good the last three years and they've made the final with an Albanian song. Yep. They're in the right direction, even if they have some questionable results
1: at times. Yeah, that was amazing. I love the way the host rocked up. And was it a carriage? Or oh, a it was a horse-drawn roll roll carriage! I know. <laughs> like There was just such epicness about it. And then, of course, we had
0: our scruffy Australians. Oh my god, they turned up so messed up everything. These yeah. Australians <laughs> who were stranded by COVID in Albania <laughs> saying Scorpion's Wind of Change in the interval act of like it was so confusing to watch this happen they did a great job fantastic they chatted to us afterwards they were great and uh, hey we might see them australia decides one day who knows who knows um also want to Big hats off to Marood as well. Yes. Um, big fan favorite, but great representation for LGBTIQ plus people within that region, which we know still needs a lot of work and they need
1: these kind of people to stand up and be seen. Incredibly important performance. Whether he did well on the scoreboard or not, it was important that he showed himself and showed the artist he was. Yeah, indeed.
0: Some interesting results there. Remember the guy with the woman in a cage? He came, he came second. <laughs> yes. So that just shows you you get There's a some long weird way to results. Go. There's, There's a long, long way, way to go. Long way to go, Albania. <laughs> All right, well, let's move north. In January came Norway, and it was Melody Grand Prix, the marathon that it has become here. Now, look, we're going to have to play one of the songs that the fans love throughout oh, the season. I wonder what this is. This is Kano with Monument. In one of the fan meltdowns of the decade, I would say, (laughs) Kano lost out to uh, your favourite Tix, Michael, Mm. but um, we could kind of see, in a way, maybe why they didn't win. It wasn't just about Tix's major domestic popularity, was it?
1: No, I think when you put the two songs together and the two performances together, you can see why Tix got it. I have to say, um, MGP this year went again with the multiple week format, which we saw from last year, interesting choice. Um, they started off brilliantly. Everyone in that first semi semi-final, including, you know, Kano and Tix, who were the previewed artists, Mm -hmm. were amazing and all made the, you know, the grand final. Unfortunately, it was diminishing returns as we went down the line. But ultimately, terrific, terrific national final coming out of Norway again.
0: Yeah, and for us, like, there was only 14 national finals and they kept our content going. That's for sure. Thank you, (laughs) Norway, for that.
1: That's the least ever, isn't it? The least ever national
0: final. because there were so many returning artists so mm-hmm. we didn't have as many here. And look, Norway capitalized. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why they did this again. Yep. Um. You know, just touching very quickly there on I thought It was a really good song. They put a lot of effort into it. I thought that maybe the staging just let them down in the end. But I think they'll definitely be back. They want to do Eurovision again, which is great. Mm-hmm. Some great other moments. We've got to sit there and say, Rayleigh with that flash dance moment of yep. pulling the water down.
1: I mean... I, I screamed <laughs> You did I did I won't lie It was amazing wasn't it <laughs> They did And, and this, the thing with the Norwegians I mean it's It's almost a mini Melfest at this point They really do Every semi-final's got something Got something good, whether it be the previewed uh, act for the final or one of the semi finals. Yeah, you've got Norwegian language, you've got yeah. other stuff going. Look, we had
0: Blast Mafian win their semi final with this, the first one, the most important one, and the biggest one with all this brass going on. We learned what the what a sousaphone was yeah. for the podcast. <laughs> yes, we did. But like, this is the kind of stuff that wouldn't work at Belfast, and it stands out here. So, look, you've just got to, I think, hats off to them. They pull a lot of really weird genres together to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe just a more condensed version. And whatever you did for Rain Alexander, just don't do that again. Yeah, I think it was
1: payback for last year. They had to put him through to the final after last year's voting debacle. True. Poor bugger. But what was going on there? We just got replaced him with Yawn anyway. So it doesn't really. <laughs>
0: and I must say, I enjoyed them putting a wild card in this year for the losing semi finalists because he came in the top four but lost in the semi final first go. Exactly. The first like, jewel.
1: That's how strong semi final one was it was ridiculously strong. Even Steiner with Elevate could have got through. Exactly. Uh, it was yeah. So maybe just even out the semi-finals a little better. So many,
0: <laughs> so many songs we could talk about Norway there, yeah. but we will move on. At the end of January, another one that was a bit fluid in their date about when this was going to happen, but it was right at the end of January. It was France, and look, we've got to talk about one of our favourites, and we're going to play it for you now. Here, it's. Pony X and Amour Michael,
1: a worthy runner-up to Barbara Pravi? Very much so. <laughs> you know, If you've been listening to this podcast, you know we were very much, we loved that song, even though, it wasn't even ironically we loved it, uh, even though realistically it was probably never going to beat Barbara. It added something to the selection, and I thought It was a fantastic selection this year coming out of France. Really, really good. Oh, amazing songs. I think France do always deliver a
0: great national final. Mm. And for the first, and this is the returns of investing in your national finals, that we got a Barbara Pravi coming second. Now, in the past, they've probably not got the returns. They've been 13th, they've been 16th, but the national finals have been so good. So I was really glad to see them do this and go very French compared to last year. But Mm. Pony X, can I just say for a minute, the Eurovision winner from the 1970s, Marie Mariam, M- M- Miriam, yeah. gave it 12 points ahead of Barbara. <laughs> also, Jean-Paul Gaultier. Yes, well, I don't know why he was there on the jury, <laughs> well, but he gave Pony X 12 the points.
1: He designs the costumes every year for France, so he deserves some sort of say. It was very odd who gave them the 12 points ahead of Barbara. Um, yes, very, very odd. But some amazing songs in there, some fan favourites that got
0: lost in the mix of it. But you know what? They always bring it in their national finals. They
1: do. I wish it didn't look like a super spreader event at the time because they were very lax with their COVID stuff. Uh, But apart from that, I thought, like, welcome back, France. You smashed it out of the park as far as national finals went.
0: And thanks for making me learn to say, c'est vous qui décide? C'est vous qui décide? Instead of destination Eurovision, <laughs> which is a lot easier, France. We're can, Australians you, can you please make it easier for next year? But bring back another national final, it is please. working for you. Mm. Alright, let's move on. This is probably our second best of the year, and they did really bring it as they always do. It's Sweden Melody Festival, and we really think this song sums up what an interesting year it was for them. Well, Michael, Renner, Rama Ding Dong it really <laughs> sums up that this was not a normal
1: year for Melody Festivalum. It certainly wasn't. It was the end of the Bjorkman era, and I think we saw you know a lot of homage paid to him um, with people like Eric Sada coming back, Danny Salcedo coming back, things like that. But also we just saw a terrific mix of music coming Into Melody Festival and Renorama, Ding Dong being one of them. You normally (laughs) have your legacy artists, but there was other. There was a lot of rock. There was a couple more rock songs this Mm. year, like serious rock songs, and I thought it was a it was a good. a good way for him to end his tenure
0: yeah stack with names I thought as well I mm. totally agree number one there was a lot of rock and that sort of came out there and there was almost these signs of what was happening in Melfest that might impact Eurovision mm. but look you had Charlotte Pirelli you had the Mamas coming back you had Eric Sade as you mentioned there as well you had Dotter as mm-hmm. well and these big names and these big songs and a really interesting contest
1: Anton Evald you know like you know oh, these, totally. are, these are names that were big big
0: big names Totally. Yeah. And someone from um, uh, Alcazar as well, yeah. Tess as well. But we had some rock queens like Jessica Anderson and Tess mm. and uh, Elisa, all these Rob queens that came through. There was amazing artists and songs and genres, and we had different postcards every week, and we had no crowd. It was a really the, weird but I, entertaining office. I offers. thought the
1: different co-hosts every week worked really well. I yeah. thought it was very funny. I thought they, they each brought something to the show. So each week was different. I liked that from Melfest because sometimes it can be a little bit, I don't know. Just it, there was what's more, the word? clinical. Clinical. <laughs> it was. It was normally clinical and plastic, and there was
0: more yeah. humour and more lightness to it. And we had some friends. We, we were like, okay, get into national finals this year, and you know, we love you. Know we love your pop. So watch Melfest, mm. and then
1: it was ran a ram ding dong <laughs> getting through and they were like what is happening here yeah. um, but- Billy, Billy Ockley or whatever <laughs> like those guys like oh my god how do you even explain that in Australian
2: but
0: like language <laughs> coming through different genres it's a really good it could be a turning point for Melfest. yes it'll still be plastic and clinical but I think there's a little bit of an edge there and I think Sweden need to find it this decade yeah because what's happening right now is so we're not going to work for them mm. in the next 10
1: years I, I can see them turning a corner here indeed I really can
0: all right well let's go to our last national final we're going to talk about here and to this is hands down for us and the team the best national final of this year it's a marathon michael oh it is it's italy and sanremo who are we going to hear from here we're going to hear from irama
1: was uh, la genesi del tuo colore he was one of the favourites and it may have been foreboding what was to come. Mm. He did have a bit of a COVID scare. Couldn't really perform towards the end of the contest. But my gosh, like that's just that's just a sample of what uh, San amo was delivering.
0: Exactly. That was such a great song. It was the same performance every night from the rehearsals because it goes for five days or seven days or five. I don't know. It goes for five. A month. It feels like a month anyway. But look, I really got into Sunday mod this year. I thought it was an amazing contest. There were so many good songs and you legitimately did not know who was gonna uh-huh. win coming into the last um the last night there. I mean I thought Erma Meta, who competed for Italy in twenty eighteen, looked like a really good chance. Annalisa, who people really loved, yeah. had a really good chance, didn't kind of get there. Um there were so many more as well, wasn't there? There was certainly was
1: um, you know <laughs> Francesca Michelin. Yeah, and Fedez. That was a massive commercial hit around Italy. Uh, afterwards like the quality there was so amazing and also i got to talk about the hosts like oh my god Amadeus and Fiorello now they're just if these guys don't host Eurovision next year we are missing out because yeah. these guys just brought the humour and obviously with, with the COVID situation it was they couldn't have the f- 1500 dancers on stage and all that sort of stuff it was just them to carry the show and a and a flower trolley and Zlatan Ibrahimovic <laughs> yeah. but they they just brought it and these guys deserve their chance now to, to host Eurovision
0: there was so much entertainment without a crowd they oh. had they even had a balloon crowd that they started killing at one killing point the but we had a Lodi who was in
1: it the year before she was amazing Achille Lauro would oh. come in with these outfits and this, this you know artistic impression thing oh my god it was just oh, we are
0: in for a treat next year I mean oh it's going to be a chaotic mess it's going to go for nine hours oh but it's going to be amazing <laughs> and look all I can say is, look, the, the, the worst thing about Sonoma is that we don't get to see in the vision because they take all the videos down afterwards, God. which is just a disastrous because if you did not watch it this year, you are missing out. And you would have seen the Ziti Aboni from Manaskin mm. had that kind of X Factor because every day they brought out a different outfit because yep. they compete and they sing like every day yeah. virtually. Mm. Um, and they it's do remarkable. covers,
1: they do all sorts of
0: stuff. It's, a, it's an amazing entertainment program. Italy really rose, and we know, we now know their average rank at Eurovision since Australia's come in. Italy is now number one ahead of Sweden. They are setting a trend. Is this going to be the decade
1: of authenticness that Italy bring? Don't miss Sanremo next year. I mean, they are hosting, so whoever wins, you know, you're going to perform in Eurovision in front of, you know, your home crowd and everything. I mean, for me personally, I would bring La Stato Sociale. I think they'd be amazing. But let's see, Laura Danaberti. This is her, perhaps her opportunity to perform at Eurovision. Who knows? But gosh there's so many options
0: she'll be an interval act even if and oh, you'll be very please. happy you'll be very minimum, happy
1: minimum interval
0: act all right let's just quickly run down the rest of the um national finals that we saw israel they had that weird thing you know, the demos was sung by a bloke at some point <laughs> there as well look it was interesting they didn't make it available for international viewers hmm. we had to do vpn so it's get it
1: very interesting
0: but look i think they got the right song in the end they did Croatia,
1: Dora I thought this was a really good national final It was, it was one of the, of the one night national finals I thought this was up there um, Nina Kraljic obviously being one of the stories uh, Of the whole thing But no, well done, well done Dora This is one of the standouts for the year
0: Yeah, Nina drank more wine that night Than we do in an Aussie Vision podcast But <laughs> there's a lot of genres during Dora And I loved it um, Finland, UMK, great to see you back It's worked out for a couple
1: of years mm. um, I thought it was really good I enjoyed it Second year in a row They've had a very strong line up What I like with this one It's not about quantity It's about quality Just have a few acts That, that, that represent a few different genres And let the people decide Very well done and they decided very strongly for Blind Channel. Mm, we probably
0: should have seen that coming for the telly mode. Didn't they just? Spain had a three-hour-long national final. <laughs> Thanks, Steve, for covering that for Aussie Vision for to decide between two songs. Yeah, and the
1: second one was actually better. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, ooh, um, look, it was what it it was what it was I wish they hadn't have done it you it, didn't need to it didn't need to
0: Estonia Eastie not one of the finest years for Eastie I must say I, I think they're at a bit of a crossroads to be honest I think they've got to sh- freshen it up what are they? Are they indie? Are they Swedish? Yeah, what are they it? just a, a method for Uku Saviste so to get through to Euros? Yeah.
1: I was happy with that, but it did feel it was a bit just, kind of just, just his it's, show. It's just in about second gear or third gear, there's no real excitement to it. Sissy was probably the highlight for me. Um, she read the votes and come yep. come uh, competition time. Expect to see her in the competition in a few years.
0: I think she's a standout of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one good thing to come out of Isti Lau other than Uku making it. Mm-hmm. Um Dansk melody Grand Prix, Denmark. It was very Danish.
1: It was very eighties. What do you think of this? Always put on a show, don't they? The Danes, and it was. There was a big eighties influence in this one, which obviously you know we saw in a lot of national finals.
0: Uh, Portugal I thought this was a really good year for Festival de Canção I really enjoyed it a lot of modern but a lot of traditional and we saw an English um, language win
1: yeah it was an interesting mix from uh, Portugal this year again they still have their traditional kind of stuff but they did open it up I felt to a bit more commercial kind of things and ultimately an English language song got through it did come second and second in Televote and uh, Jury so maybe it wasn't supposed to but hey it's good to see Got them
0: 12th, which is a great result yeah, for Portugal, exactly. looking at their record. And the final one here, Russia. Um, it was 2 a.m. on a Tuesday morning. I watched it before <laughs> work. That was a struggle. Um, but, hey, look, we got this. Because of the whole Little Big thing, we didn't know look, what was going on. We got a really um, raw kind of songs to come out of Russia that made the top 10 and was amazingly progressive and fantastic. And I think this is one of the stories of the year.
1: I, I kind of agree. Russia won. Obviously, we're banking on Little Big doing it. Um, it didn't come together. You could see there was some sort of negotiation neg- issues going on there. And ultimately, Sex Machine was decided it wasn't going to be the Eurovision entry. But you're right. All of a sudden, we got this different palette of music from Russia that we're not used to seeing. And wow, it turned out well because Manesia was brilliant and got top 10 as she deserved. Indeed. So look,
0: that was the national final mm-hmm. season. But those are the competitions. And what it's really about is the songs, Michael, mm-hmm. and how much we fall in love with some of these. <laughs> so we are both going to share um, our favourite We've got one that we both share as our yep. favourite. We're going to get to that. We'll at the close very end. on that one. We'll close yeah. on that one. But we have one each. But we've got some highly commended as well. So, like Michael, would you like to go through your
1: highly commended and your song of choice? All right. So for highly commended, uh, my first one I want to go back to is Festival de Consal from Portugal. I thought Pedro Concalves with his Novel Ficar it was a very 80s sort of 90s inspired pop song you know he performed it really well it was really really in that 90s zeitgeist, 80s zeitgeist we've had this year so i loved that one now my second one i want to give a highly commended to comes out of norway now not because of the song for this one because of the artist and it's kaya Roda. With Feel Again. Now, if anyone remembers her, she was running around in the dressing gown singing. I love this. (laughs) Look, she is a star. Yeah. The song sucked, I'll be honest. Oh, It was was okay. (laughs) It was basic. It's fine. She is a vocalist. She is a star. That woman will be on the Eurovision stage within three to five years, I guarantee it. She is that good. But my favorite, though, my favorite goes to... It's from Danske Melodie Grand Prix because I was in the 80s vibe. So here's Starliga Air by Emma Nicoline. 80s power female power ballad what is not to love about this I was Gutted when it didn't win, but this is my national final song of the year. I love this.
0: The studio is really good. I do agree with you. And look, the live was good, but the right winners won. Our boys, Fear and Flum, uh, they won and they deserved it. But look, fine choices. And I particularly agree with Pedro. I thought that was a mm. great song um, and deserved more, actually. That was a really, really good song. All right, for me, I've, I've got three highly commended here. Sorry, mm. I got the assignment wrong. Here we go. Jessica Polo with Memebron in Albania oh, oh my god like seriously tear if, inducing if you do not watch that live performance and tear up it's it's an ode to her mother who died and she would look up to the heavens every time at oh. the end of that song just and just beautiful beautiful you must check it out a Beautiful song um, Next is a change of pace It's from Norway uh, Melody Grand Prix It's Tevea It's the Farm Boys <laughs> With Blime Meg, But Gone With all the kind of chicken noises And the cow You know what This is great I love the uniforms I love the style And I love the song It's great It's fun And they delivered something Really authentic to regional Norway <laughs>
1: Is it authentic to regional oh,
0: Norway? I, I think it is anyway I believe that those chickens and cows Were dancing up in regional Norway and um my last one here has to be for the Highly Commended with Terence James, the very French sounding one from C'est Vuquesidi Um with his song Je Tom Meneret Dancer. Uh, where he did said that about 10 times in a row, (laughs) sang with his Kilted Guys. But it's a great song. I loved it. I think it was a great performance and so interesting to see like a Scottish Frenchman. Mm. It was great.
1: It was great fun. He Um, didn't make the top eight, but it was great fun. I know. It was a very weird top eight selection from that whole thing. I have to say... um, there was a lot going on in that performance. And I mean, he's a very good looking man, I have to say. That. I was going to gosh, say, leave Terrence alone, but he there is we a, go. He's an eye catcher of a looker, but gosh, that was a messy performance. What was that woman with the ring thing running? What even was that? Leave it alone.
0: It was great. But look, my big standout from <laughs> here, and it was actually probably my number one song of the whole season because my number one song was Zittia Abone, <laughs> and this was ahead of it at San Remo. It is a Madame with Voce. Michael, what a star. She is amazing. She came out with different outfits every day. She Uh was almost in Holy Communion. It felt like a really... Like like Monaskin was, just a kind of a push to the system and what music in Italy and the whole system in Italy is about. I am in love
1: with this song. I it's incredible. This, I wanted this song to win. I yeah, so did. I. I loved it so much. I just thought it's just such an amazingly modern. I mean, obviously, Dardust is, is, is uh, involved in the production. It, terrific. And she just brings the passion and, 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 and emotion to it every time. It's fantastic. Fantastic song
0: all right well our final song we both agree on but before we play it yes we're gonna catch you here to make you listen to some thank yous because i know you turn <laughs> the podcast off while you hear them we have to say big thank yous to our team at aussie vision yes Kiriakos and Liv and Steve and Emma and Ford and Ali and so many more on the team. Yeah. There's 10 to 15 others, people. We can't name you all here.
1: You've done an incredible job. Yeah, we can't do this without the support of these guys. There's so much. They follow the national finals. They do the results articles. You know, because we're not just on podcasts. There's You know, we're, we're doing video. We're doing a website. It, it's a team effort.
0: It's, it's absolutely massive. And also, we have to say, we did do a call-out for support. Mm. And there were so many people who supported us. But we have to say a special shout out here to Beck, to Michael, to Justin, to JP, to Mandy, Wayne, Tanya, and Chris. Particular thank you to you guys. Your
1: generosity was really humbling. Yeah, and thank you to everyone who contributed because we will have a revamp in the off-season. And those contributions will go a long way to making sure we become a better product. All right, well, look, and number one, thank you for everyone for yeah. listening,
0: and thank you, Michael, for the yeah, season.
1: Yeah, thanks, Dale. There we go. <laughs> season five, all done. All
0: right, and the last song we're going to play here, yeah. Michael, you're going to announce it, but I think this was the sign that something was happening this year. Mm-hmm. There was something going on, and when a Swedish language song does well at Melfest... Something's going to happen at Eurovision, and we saw that with language. So, Michael, will you do the honours and see us out with this final song?
1: Yeah, our final song of the year. It's Clara Klingenström. Behöver inte dig idag. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs>
2: well
0: done thanks
1: fella that was great well done that's good I almost got emotional to do that yeah <laughs>